0: Well, I hope you're going to have a fascinating one for the next 17 minutes. And uh, on Spiritual Connections today, we are looking at the realities of those who are spiritually gifted and the reality of those in their lives and how it all relates and the dynamics involved. You're spiritually gifted. Is it for your own good, your own healing? Or are you meant to heal others? And how do you know which one is which? We're joined on the line by Sinetemba Makanya, who has done some extensive research on this subject. Uh, of course, even uh, uh, putting together a whole Ph.D. in medical humanities and psychology at Wits um, the Institute of Social and Economic Research. Uh, the working title for her Ph.D. is Ugukula uh, Gwabantu, which is basically a study of traditional healers, constructions of mental health and how that all relates um, to um, the idea of being gifted. To some extent, Of course, uh, she was part of our first um, session of this discussion, part one. Today we do part two because we felt it was absolutely key. Good morning, Sinatemba. Welcome.
1: Good morning, Mo. It's good to be back.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. So, I mean, of course, last we looked at what is being spiritually gifted. We unpacked a lot of that. Um, yeah. But then again, uh, I thought it would be good to focus on, you know, realizing that you have this gift and what to do with it. I mean, you've accepted this gift, you've gone through the journey that you need to go through to accept and grow it. But now, is it for you or is it meant for others?
1: Well, there's different variations of it. So Mm -hmm. if we're speaking about being spiritually gifted in order to heal, then... Sometimes just by answering the calling, you're healing the ancestors that didn't take up the calling, and this sometimes causes ruptures in the in your family line. And so sometimes it's enough that you've done it and you've healed those ancestors and you've balanced the family line. Sometimes it's because you have to heal other people. So I want us to like think about this idea of African spirituality and um and spiritual gifts in relation to African civilization or, or the the African way of life. Mm. Sometimes I feel that because of colonization, it's almost like our gifts have been relegated just to whenever colonization came. We had civilization happening. We had architects. We had agriculturalists. We had traders, et cetera, et cetera. And so sometimes you may find that your ancestors are calling upon you to tap into that family gift because each family was responsible for an aspect of civilization that you may be needing to go back to. Hmm. If it's within healing then... There's also specializations, just like we say that there's a doctor who deals with cancer, there's a doctor who deals with HIV, et cetera, et cetera. Even within Izango, Malinyang, we have midwives, people who deal with the birth of children. We have people who are well-versed in foreign diseases, who can kind of see how a disease um and is able to figure out medicine for that. We have people who are well-versed in mental illness, etc., etc. And so it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all, but I do want us all to remember that it's not necessarily just a healing gift. You may also be called upon to be a trader or you may be called upon to find indigenous types of economies, etc., etc.
0: And I love the fact that you also allude to the variety of different gifts that people have. Yes. There's this idea that when one is gifted, you have to heal others. Mm. Are you compelled in any way? And where do you get this direction from as to what to do with your gift?
1: So if you remember correctly, I, I, said, I said the last time we spoke, people need to find a way to sit with themselves, reflect on themselves, meditate with themselves, connect with their ancestors. So if you've gone through um Induaso or the process that allows you to uh, answer your calling, then you should already be in constant communication with your ancestors. It's them who will say to you, okay, if now you're a sangoma, we want you to deal primarily with this kind of medicine, we want you to deal primarily with these kinds of herbs. But all in all, I would say, people should actually make an effort to research about African history as a whole. People should make an effort to uh, research about their family land, who were their ancestors, what did they do, what is the family known for in order to try to tap into what is the specific and special gift that I've been um, held responsible for and what is the best way for me to carry it forth in order to help Aband.
2: Hmm. someone very close to me um i believe is spiritually gifted although they've not um undertaken any any process or whatever um mm-hmm. and 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 so something that she said was that she always has uh, premonitions right so she always mm-hmm. gets a sense that certain things will happen and they yeah. do happen but she always feels that she can't help herself so Mm. i i I see this thing i see that it's going to happen i know it's going to happen but i can't seem to help myself out of that situation is that common that healers are not able to sort of rescue or help themselves but other people
1: Mm, sometimes sometimes it happens that you're shown something just so your soul and your spirit is prepared that this is what I'm, go- I'm about to go through mm. in order for you to be resilient in that situation. Um, I think particularly if you're shown, it's also being said to you that this is going to happen to you for a reason. You need to learn the lesson. Uh, what is the lesson? Uh, and you may find that sometimes you can't necessarily help yourself, but in helping other people in the same situation, you're also giving yourself a little bit of healing. Hmm.
0: Now, I mean... <laughs> Naturally, there's an impact that some of that stuff may have on those who don't have the gift. So I gave a a simple example of going to a store, buying something. And the lady at the till felt the need to tell me a bit about my life. And she doesn't even know me, quite frankly, in Mm. terms of at a personal level. But she told me about very personal things that I thought I was the only one who knew about. Mm. My conclusion in that moment was that, A, she's gifted. um, But also... Is it her place to do that? Because that obviously has a certain impact on me. I may make certain decisions in life because yeah. of a seer, if that's the word to use, that oh, yeah, said yeah, this yeah. and that on the other.
1: Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, our ancestors want to heal. If, if, if one is spiritually gifted, it's difficult to see someone going through a hard time without trying to help. Mm. And so... Um, they're almost compelled to tell you because if they don't tell you, it's going to hit them. So, for example, if I need to tell someone something and I don't tell them, uh, I get a pain in my stomach to say, but why didn't you listen to us when we said say this? Mm. At the same time, there's ethics involved in that kind of a thing. And, um, I must say, like, I, I know maybe people are getting tired of me always going back to colonization, but, it's made it difficult for us to have those types of conversations because you're never really sure who you're having the conversation Mm -hmm. with, what do they believe, Mm -hmm. uh, what will they do with the information Mm -hmm. that I give them. Um, And so part of our training is how do you deliver a message in the least scariest way possible, how do you deliver a message with as much hope as possible Um, but something needs to be done, some kind of awareness needs to be created in the country because there's an influx of people now being called to answer right? Mm -hmm. and that means there's a lot more people that are going to be that are going to be exposed to other people's gifts and so i think as a whole as a country as an indigenous people as abandu we need to understand that these kinds of things do happen and our ancestors are constantly trying to reach out to us to give us guidance with our lives
0: sinetemba makanya joins us on the line and uh, we're having a very interesting discussion around being spiritually gifted in the context of african spirituality and more so, what to do with this gift and who it's meant for. 89 We will definitely take calls next. I'd love to hear stories. What contribution would you like to make to our discussion this morning? Hashtag the morning flavor. It's the last OG with Stogie Tea. Four minutes to nine. The bridge is on from nine to twelve. We continue with our conversation around being spiritually gifted and whether it's by way of herbal healing or maybe you're a seer, a prophet, in the context of african spirituality where that fits in your life and where you fit in society with that kind of gift is there a level of responsibility that you need to have is there a level of consciousness that you need to take into account when you say know something or there's someone you need to share something with and now you have to think once or twice or even three times about that i mean for example um, you know, we there There are many people who may feel that some have a gift but they are not legit. Now, I don't know how to even work out the difference between somebody who's legitimate and somebody who's not. Is there a way, Snetemba, to figure out who's who, specifically with those who are intending to say heal you and claim can do so many things for you?
1: You know, it's difficult because, um, Healing is a skill which can also be learned, Mm. um, but then there's that extra talent, the gift part, um, that allows you to kind of be exceptional in the skill. Uh, However, I want to take it back to the person who is looking for healing, Mm. which is why it's important for everyone, regardless of whether you feel you're gifted or not, to always be in constant communication with your ancestors. That could mean... Uh, sitting with yourself, meditating. It could mean lighting a candle daily. It could mean eating the type of food that allows you for communication with the spiritual realm. Because what needs to happen when you need healing or when you want to go see someone is that you need to be drawn to a specific person. So other people say that they go maybe for three consultations and then with guidance from their ancestors, the one that they're drawn to is the one that they will seek treatment from. And other than kind of really connecting with yourself and really connecting with what your ancestors want you to do, there's really no way to say this is this is a person who has my best interests at heart mm-hmm. or
0: not. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go straight to the line. We have Zintle in Cape Town. Zintle, good morning. Welcome.
1: Hi, how are you, Emma?
0: Very well, thank you. Go ahead, Sinatemba Makanya is on the line.
1: Hi, Sinatemba. Hello. I completely agree with what you've said. I myself am gifted. I was raised gifted. I come from a family of gifted people. And what worries me and why I'm happy this topic is now becoming so much, I'll I'll use the term popular very lightly, is that as Africans we do need to rediscover ourselves. We do need to... Hmm. You know, un remove the demon that's been applied to our gift. Mm. I'm working in a psychiatric environment and I'm actually able to use because I come from a family of healers. And we heal without undergoing, you know, the other processes. But I'm doing it so well. And like you said, once you tap into that side of you, it actually opens up a lot of things. And people would be far less frustrated and depressed and going into yeah. things if they actually did tap into their gift. So kudos to you. Thank
0: you very much. Wow, great for that! Uh, thanks for that great thank feedback. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> thank you, Zinley. We'll go to Tumi in Ekuruleni. Tumi, good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you?
0: Very well, and how are you?
3: i um, good. Thank you for the topic, Mo. Um, I just wanted to actually answer your question regarding that that person that you met at the shops. Hmm. Um, sometimes it's normally not actually really their ancestors who need to convey the message them it's actually a message that is coming to you so when you're receiving a message at that point in a very awkward place it's maybe your ancestors saying you need to hear it now <laughs> and act <laughs> upon it now so it's normally your ancestors asking the person's ex- ex- ancestors to say sí, I, I receive a message because the network that at the same place, can they convey the message at that point? Hey, so my
0: ancestors are so awkward. No. Yeah,
3: network, <laughs> you <laughs> network. You understand? That? It's yeah. the network. Yeah. So sometimes it's just more of the networking conveying each other. That's why, when you don't convey that message, in lozi So it's not even a matter of are you ready to receive it? Do you want to receive it? It's your ancestors saying you have to hear it. Sure. Thank
0: you so much. Jumi, thanks for that excellent call. Um, Really appreciate it. Sinetemba, there is no way that this is the end of our conversation because it's a conversation that is ongoing and it is absolutely layered. And uh, we'd love to engage you more in a number of other layers around this. But we do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much, Mo. Enjoy your
0: day. If people want to reach you, engage you, I mean, where do we find you?
1: I'm on Facebook, and then we can take it from
0: there. All right, find her on Facebook and chat to her. Researcher, spiritual healer from the Witz Institute for Social and Economic Research. Sinatemba Makanya on The Morning Flavor. We are absolutely done this morning.
2: Yes, I, I want to say maybe a part three where we can explore mental illness and uh, receiving your gift. Um, Faith, who called earlier, is also w- someone who works with psychiatric patients. So maybe there's a, a link there that we need to discover.
0: Totally. Khupe is on standby. So uh, before she boots us out like she did yesterday, good morning. Good day. And good Good
2: Thank you, Moeti. In our top stories, our President Ramaphosa responds to the sonar debate today and two passengers from coronavirus hit cruise ship in Japan die. Good morning. I am Kope Didilokwe. President Ramaphosa is scheduled to reply to the debate on his State of the Nation address later today. Over the past two days, MPs debated a range of issues, including the state of state owned enterprises, PI Utility Eskimo in particular, as well as health and education systems, economic growth, and unemployment. During the first day's debate, accusations about women abuse nearly derailed the sitting. Western Cape detectives have discovered the body of a missing eight-year-old Tasneef Van Vake outside Worcester. She was last seen two weeks ago while walking to the shops in Ravensmead in Cape Town. A suspect was arrested on Tuesday in Cradock in the Eastern Cape. The police's Novella Potelwa. E-hailing taxi service drivers will gather at the Weinberg Magistrates Court north of Johannesburg this morning ahead of the appearance of two drivers who were arrested following a protest in Sandton yesterday. The drivers had driven from Zoo Lake to the Kremerville offices of ride-sharing company Bolt, formerly known as Taxify, to complain about remuneration rates. Tsapapakhane reports. And moving further afield, two passengers from a cruise ship quarantined in Japan are reported to have died from the coronavirus COVID-19. At least 621 people on the Diamond Princess tested positive for the virus, the biggest cluster of infections outside mainland China. Overall, there are now more than 75,000 confirmed infections with more than 2,100 deaths. The BBC's Laura Bicker. And now for a recap of our top story this hour, President Ramaphosa is scheduled to reply to the debate on his State of the Nation address later today. It is 9.04. Welcome to the Bridge on Metro.